It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The punt is made uh, and looking for some winners this weekend. We'll get to that uh, uh, shortly. But now it's time for Follow, Fold or Forgive. Chriso, what have you got for me? One horse. I usually have three or four each week, Sam, but I struggled last week. So I'm just going to give you one horse to follow out of last week's meeting at Doombin. And it is the people's favourite, the people's horse, the Horovian. I think he's ready now. He's needed both runs this prep. He had a little setback uh, prior to the first start run, and he just peaked. And then last week at 1,600 metres, uh, he looked like he was peaking, and then he came again, then he peaked late. So if he stays around that 1,600 metre range, and I think at his next start, the Horovian, I think he'd be very, very hard to beat. So not sure where he's heading next, whether there's a race for him on Magic Millions Day or not, but I think he's close to a win. So just the one this week, and that is a definite follow for the Horovian. And I think there was a few forgive runners um, out of that, that meeting at Ipswich the other day, Chris. Oh, I reckon, you know, the rail out 10 metres and a few horses got back. And it's, it's yeah, it just makes it really hard for them, doesn't it? It did, yeah. I, know I tipped a couple that got back in the field and you knew your money was confetti, basically, or your ticket was confetti uh, before, you, before you probably went 200 metres. So I was hoping a couple of those uh, that the jocks might push on, but... Uh, no, it wasn't the case, and, the, and they went back and were no no chance. So you're dead right. We need to forgive some of those. And, yeah, when the rail's out that far, it's uh, it's very hard at a track like Ipswich to make up the ground. Our next guest on the punters, mate, this morning is Tommy Berry, the star jockey. Uh, he's gearing up for, uh, obviously, a big couple of weeks up here up north. And, Tommy, I'll start by uh, welcoming you. But how was Christmas? You've got a big team of Billy Lids. Um, I'm sure it was an exciting one. Yeah, no, it's it's been a great Christmas. Um, we're on holidays at the moment. We're just uh, on the way to the beach with them now. So um, they've been very full on. Um, I won't <laughs> lie, it's been a bit of a, a challenging uh, holiday, but um, they're always nice to get away. Have you got a, Have you got any surfers amongst the team there, Tommy? Um, oh, we're going to find out that today. Actually, I've got a couple <laughs> of mates here at the caravan park. They've got a couple of boards, so we'll see uh, how many we come back with. And you touch on uh, you touch on uh, the caravan park. There was some interesting footage uh, I saw on on your Twitter. You're punching one out there. Yeah, well, I've got my race bag here because um, I'm going to leave, obviously, from the caravan park and fly out of Newcastle to come to Queensland on the weekend. And um, a few of the boys that were there hadn't hadn't seen any race here before, but they're part owners in a couple of racehorses. So I pulled out a couple of saddles and. Um, and I, I saddled one of them up, and he's the only one I could get the girth around, but it'd fit quite nicely. I think you were riding him a bit too short, though. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that out when he took off. I should have dropped him a few holes. He was a bit green. <laughs> Tommy, you've got a new manager, of course, in, in Paul Joyce. Now, if he's responsible for getting you that ride, I think you'll be looking for another one again really shortly. <laughs> yeah, he called me not long after. He said, come on, mate, I don't need you getting hurt after uh, and he's just taking you on. But... Um, Paul's already got the wounds of his, his own. He got attacked by a German shepherd um, 
What? A couple of weeks ago, I had to get stitched up, so um, he might not have told you that yet. But uh, no. he's, he's been through the wars already in Queensland, so he's enjoying the he's enjoying the sunshine up there. <laughs> Hasn't been much around this week, I can tell you that much. But um, <laughs> now, last week, obviously, you had to forego your rides at Dubin because of uh, the lateness in getting back a, uh, a COVID result. What happens this week? Do you do you go the uh, the rat test? Yeah, well, I spent three hours getting a COVID test the other day, um, and as I was driving back into the caravan park, I got a message saying I didn't need it, and uh, and then it came back that night anyway. So everything worked out this week, um, but um, no, we just need a, a rapid one, and um, then we'll be sweet. So I should have no problem, unless the plane doesn't get cancelled, I should be able to make it there. Oh, fingers crossed. Now, you've got some really good rides. Uh, the one that, uh, well, probably one of the most important is Soaring Ambition for Annabelle Neesham, of course, in the uh, in the two-year-old race. So over 1,200 metres, race number three. So impressive winning at Wyong, overcoming that uh, interference on the home turn. Yeah, no, she's a lovely filly. Um, always had a lot of time for her, and she's been one of those fillies that's put her, her hand up pretty early on. And, um, yeah, she I really liked her when I jumped her out, and then she trialled at Canterbury was pleased enough with it, but it was on a very heavy track and she wasn't overly comfortable in that. And then um, getting back on top of the ground at Wyong, she had to go back from a wide alley and um, she hit the ground really... She she was coming in really well and caught that bit of a sprat on the corner, but um, picked herself up quite nicely to, to win as well as she did. So um, she, she's really come on since then from what the stables told me. And, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be... Um, she's going to be a great chance, I think. Wisdom of Water is an interesting runner now. Probably got the tag of a bit of a non-winner, but uh, also won at Wyong, of course, winning that feature race the same day as Soaring Ambition won. Now, originally doing the form, I thought, well, this is a horse I'm quite happy to take on, but you look through the map and you look through the field, just uh, figures to get a perfect run, Wisdom of Water, and every chance probably wins again tomorrow at Doombin. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, he's he's got to put two together now. Um, it's been a while since he's done that, obviously. He'll have no problem with, um, you know, the, the the life in Queensland. That's where he obviously started. So he'll be in familiar surroundings there, um, which gives me a lot of confidence. And um, he has drawn well. And sometimes them horses that have been out of the winner's circle for a while, they get that win, gives them a bit of confidence. And uh, as you said, he draws just get the absolute perfect run. And, and he's the best horse in the race. There's no doubt about that. But um, as you said, I, it'd be nice to see him put a couple together. In the Voro plate, Tommy, you've got Shahonka, who is the uh, shorty in that race, and from gate one, it looks ideal. Yeah, I really like this filly. Um, you know, especially at the last two starts, she had to do a lot of work to, to get outside the leader last start and, um, and, and boxed on well to win. And the start before, she was three wide on a pretty quick tempo and, and once again, toughed it out well. So um, she's got a lot of guts and determination getting beat, and we've seen that. She's had a nice little takeover trial since, and um, with a good alley, I'll be able to be positive, and, and I know you, I can, I know I'll be able to use her up early, and, and she'll be strong late still. Just on her before uh, Sammy asks you about um, about aim, will you take a trail if they want to take you on early? You're happy to take a trail from that inside gate? I'll be, I'll be um, guided by what Gay says. It's not too often that Gay likes to give up the lead, no. um, and <laughs> and as I as I said. Um, you know, this is a filly that's been able to absorb plenty of pressure at the last yeah. two starts and come out on top. So if if someone was wanting to take me on um, and her being the best horse in the race, and I'm tipping they'd come off second best. So I'd be very surprised if someone was to do that and if I wanted to keep the lead. Uh, but we'll just have to assess that when it comes to it. First up, you've got AIM uh, in the buffering. And this is Tony Golan uh, highlighted uh, when we were talking to him earlier in the show how 
It's such a strong race, this race. Where does this, where does this horse rate for you? Yeah, well, it is a very strong race, but it surprises me that he's so far out in the market. Um, yeah. He's, you know, his only blemish was pretty much his last start, and that was, you know, against some of the best three-year-olds we've got, three- and four-year-olds. Um, and, you know, before that, he won the Silver Eagle, I'm pretty sure it was, and um, and won it quite well. So um, he, was, he was very strong winning at Magic Millions last year. Um, overall, he's, he's got pretty good stats the whole way through, and um, he, he's drawn well to get a good run, and I was really pleased with his trial. If you watch his trial, Jamea was in the same trial, and he sort of ran out, started to run over the top of him late. He was very strong at the end there at Canterbury. So, um, yeah, in, in, in what's a very strong race, and I am still very surprised that he's, he's out at what he is in the market. In the final race uh, tomorrow, Tommy, you're on uh, Jamea, resuming from a break, gate number one now. Takes on the, uh, the favourite, the local... Well, the local favourite and very popular mare in uh, Isotope. Uh, you'd clear second pick, you would think? Or I reckon you're a big chance of knocking her over. You would certainly think so. Yeah, I definitely. I'm, I'm definitely with a great chance. I think Isotope's one of those horses that seems to be able to get itself out of a lot of trouble in most most situations and, and get the chocolate. So um, it, it's a horse that um, I've always followed uh, through its career because I like horses that have got a good win strike rate and, and, and no line and what a win and that's um, what I suppose does so it's going to be tough to beat on the day but I think I'm mapped um, to get a perfect run hopefully following it uh, it should be able to take me uh, everywhere I need to be in the race and and my filly's come back in great order um, really like how much she's strengthened up across the shoulders uh, when you see her in the yard she's she's still quite small you know there's not much of her but um, from someone that's ridden her over a few preparations she's always been quite solid behind but a little bit weak in front but Feel like she's really strengthened up in the in, in sort of in her shoulders and her neck area, and um, and hopefully that holds her in good stead for this prep. I, I think she's made the necessary improvement she has to, which I think she has to because you know even though she was she was probably one of the better fillies around, um, you know last prep. I don't think they're the best. I, I, I don't think they're the best sort of bunch of fillies we've had. Um, I think it was a pretty fair sort of a year when it comes to the fillies. Um, myself, um, but look, if she's made that necessary improvement, I think she'll uh, run a really good race. But she's got really good improvement. She's had two trials, been held together both times. Um, you know, she's she's obviously going to be set perfectly for the the race in two weeks' time. But um, all the same, she's going to be there to run well. Tommy, it's always a, an exciting couple of weeks, uh, Magic Millions time, and and you know, it's it's always a bit. It's just nice, I think, um, after doing a couple of the last couple of years, I, I think it's just really casual, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty cruisy up there on the Gold Coast. Are you going to get involved in, in the polo or a bit of show jumping? <laughs> no, I think I'm going to give that a miss this year. Um, but I'll definitely do the beach run on the Thursday. Um, I'll have the kids and Sean and the whole family up there for, for probably the week before and a little bit after as well. So, as you said, considering like we've had a the carnivals we've had, you know, with the autumn and the spring and it's so full on and, and then Christmas time. It's just nice to get up there on the Gold Coast for, a, you know, 10 days and, and relax, catch up with people you don't get to see very often and um, it's a real cruisy sort of week and a half up there and, and it's nice to, to be racing for that sort of money, um, you know, at the Gold Coast every year and, and uh, Jerry Harvey and his team and Magic Millions have done an incredible job over the last seven or eight years since I've been sort of going there but um, you know it's something I look forward to every year and probably my favourite part of the week is the, the beach gallop it's good to see so many kids get out to watch it and um, and we can put a bit of a show on for them Are you locked in for soaring ambition in the big one? Yeah I am yeah she's um, 
I, I locked in with her. I, I, I was going to sort of wait to see um, what Snowden did with their cult because um, I've got a lot of time for him. Um, they've obviously chose to keep him in Sydney, but because um, I was going to write him on the weekend. But uh, he, he's a he's a very nice cult. So keep an eye on him going forward. Um, I think he'll be able to win if he stays in Sydney, and and he's one that's uh, a great chance uh, in the Magic Millions. He's had one start. He got his tongue over the bit, so I'd. I'd really, uh, you know, disregard what his form says with that one one start for a blemish. But um, he's probably one of the nicer cults to put my leg over this season. So oh. he's one that uh, I think if can if he can win on on the weekend, which I think he will, uh, he'll be a good chance of getting up at the Magic Millions and running well. There's a good tip. There's a good tip, Sam. Yeah, I can uh, I can hear some confidence in his voice with yeah. that one. Well, <laughs> Tommy, thanks for joining us. Uh, get the white pants ready and the loafers ready to go because it's going to be a couple of a big couple of weeks. That's for sure. No, looking forward to it. Can't wait to see what you put on for the weekend either, mate. Yeah, you're always one that's got a fancy dress. I'm not sure if you're going to a nightclub or the races, but uh, look forward to seeing what you're going to produce. <laughs> on you, Tommy. Best of luck for 2022. Good on you, Tommy. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Thank Take you. Care. There's Tommy Berry, star jockey, and uh, yeah, it, it is. It's just, uh, it's it's such a good time of the year, and everybody's um, everybody's sort of half in holiday mode, and but then uh, you know also uh, keen on the races and checking out uh, all, all the horses at the sales, and it's just it just they just do it so well. It just works, and it works because of yep. where it is. I mean, you couldn't hold the magic. There was some talk about it moving to Brisbane at some stage, but it just would not be the same. It's where it is. And that time of year. Now, I, I've just got a text message from Chris Nelson telling me to wind it up. So we better <laughs> go for a break. <laughs> we'll be back on the other side with our last segment uh, here on The Punters, mate.